Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 29. Today is Monday, September 30th, and I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar. With me is... James Selig. So guys, we're back pretty soon, no delays here. Uh, catching up now, pretty much done. Whereas, like, uh, if you guys watch, like, or listen to episode 28, it was a lot of, like, multiple weeks of catch-up after, like, Gamescom and D23. This is, like... A small amount left, but honestly, like, we're fully caught up. We're good to go. This will be finally one of the shorter episodes again, back to, like, hopefully around an hour. We're going to see how we go. But there's a good amount of news, uh, gaming, TV, stuff like that. But James, how is it being back at school? It's kind of nice. I like having my own space. It's like, I don't know. I, like, don't get lonely. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, like... I don't know, maybe I've just been alone for so long that that's all I know how to feel. My God. That sounded sounded really stupid. (laughs) Scrub that. But uh, basically, uh, I I like being back. I'm enjoying my classes so far. It's some challenging but complicated... Challenging, complicated, but rewarding material, I guess. Like, I don't know. If you want to hear like a really quick snippet of it, it's basically like... One class is going over, like, the physics of why chemistry happens, like, energy-wise. Like, another class is about how, like, amino acids fold into, like, proteins and exactly why they do that. And then, like, another class is really similar to that, but it goes into more, like, what enzymes do to chemical reactions like how how they make things work faster so what you're saying is i would either leave or fall asleep i don't know may, may, maybe i, find I think it really i think cool. i personally <laughs> would either leave or fall asleep dude i can't science is not my forte man i can't fair enough fair yeah. enough all right uh tomorrow guys is the day of reckoning tomorrow Destiny 2 Shadowkeep comes out, and I have the day off, so I'll be playing Ooh, shit. a shit ton. But because of that, that means I got some audio work to do, though. I can't, I'm like, oh, am I going to do some audio work tomorrow and everything else? I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, tonight we'll record. I'll edit this immediately after we finish recording, and then after that I'm basically going to knock out as much audio work as I can do until basically I'm like, all right, I need to, I'm, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. And go to bed early, wake up early, eat some breakfast, get some some stuff done around the house, and then once it 10 a.m. hits and the servers are on, the battle begins. I actually still have to pre-order it tonight so it can preload, and then the same thing because also what comes out tomorrow is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. So I'll be uh, buying that to, the gold edition of that tonight and preloading that as well on my Xbox. So I'll get I'm getting Destiny on my PlayStation, Ghost Recon on my Xbox. Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's the beginning. And then, like, dude, I, October 25th is going to be crazy. Outer Worlds, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and Medieval all come out on that day. Really? And I want all of those games, yeah. I, I finally figured out all the games I want this year. It's like uh, Shadowkeep, Ghost Recon, Call of Duty, Medieval, Outer, Outer Lands, Worlds, Outer Worlds. So many Outer things. Uh, and then November is Death Stranding and Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order. This is the first year in forever where I'm like, ah, but I want to buy all these. So I'm honestly probably going to put Outer Worlds specifically on hold. Get Call of Duty probably day one. 
um, Medieval, I think I want to get just because of Halloween. I feel like that's a really fun Halloween game to play. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. for sure, get I mean, Death Stranding Day 1. You're a skeleton dude with, like, sword and shield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty Halloween. And then, uh, Fallen Order, I will see. I might pre-order it, or I might just wait till later. Like, I might just get Outer Worlds and, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and maybe actually Call of Duty all during Black Friday. I might just actually wait on those three. We'll see. But, all right. We'll get into what we're playing really fast. Uh, I'll start just because mine aren't too bad. I finished Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah. It was... All right, so it was interesting. (laughs) It was just repetitive in certain ways because you're going to the same locations over and over and over. There's only like... There's like an underground, there's three main areas, and there's some side spots, but really like you're just kind of doing it repeatedly depending on like the mission. And I finished them all. The story itself, honestly, I liked it. It wasn't as good as Wolfenstein 1 and 2, but it still had, like, that tone. The daughters, uh, Soph and Jess, are interesting. Inter- interesting. Uh, their attitude is very much just like, yeah, dude, radical. <laughs> and it feels very, like, it's like that weird... I guess it, that sort of feels 80s. I'm not really sure, but... Like it's, well, it's, it's like ninety percent of the trailers were just like them shooting a Nazi in the face, and the other going like, "Whoa, sick sister." That's actually the very beginning. That's uh, so the whole All thing. Right. I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll just say it really fast. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is like they've never killed anyone before, and they're like, "I've never killed anyone, even like a Nazi and everything else." And she goes, one of them goes to sneak up on the Nazi and kill him, and she fucks up. And the other kills him, and then, like, she gets splattered with blood, and then they're just, like, the whole uh, situation, they're just, like, and they start laughing, because they can't help it, but also they're just, uh, like, oh my god, we just did it, and one of them starts throwing up, and everything, it's just, rid- <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Um, yeah, the attitude's just very crazy. Overall, I, I, I'd like I, I'd like to see him again in another, mo- in another uh, game, but just, I don't know, I'd rather have... Um, machine games do most of it instead of arcane i don't know what the direction was if it was like arcane was like yeah we'll just do the same areas multiple times and just kind of like the style of this or if it was machine games that said you should do that or bethesda but overall i was just kind of like eh. it's it's just it's not a numbered one so it's it's like um think of it like old blood where it's just kind of a side it's a it's a spinoff kind of like a side game uh just to kind of keep you occupied until the next one i guess or something like that sorry about that folks if you feel kind of like a weird uh going in and out there uh we had some audio issues on the mac side yeah thanks macbook pro some pro you are every time every damn time but okay i'll continue so uh other game i played was you're gonna love this. So I was downloading the DLC to Fallout 4. Now that I finished Wolfenstein, I'm like, oh, what's another 2015 game I gotta knock out? Oh, the DLC to Fallout. But I had to download the DLC, which I forgot to do. So while I was doing that, I'm like, oh, what could I play while I'm waiting? Ooh, I'm gonna play some Division 2 and finally catch up a little bit. So I went and did the last two things I needed to do for um, to get to the end game. I've got the, what was it, the Outcast and the True Sons strongholds done, and then it led me into the cutscene where the Black Tusk first appear, 
and now basically I've gotten into the first world tier, and I was like, cool, I'll, I'll come back to this again yeah. eventually, but I just Destiny wanted to at calls. least get that done. Yeah, I was just like, ah, I'm not going to have time right now, but it's it, it just reminded me, like, playing it again, I'm like, this is something I do want to play, but I'm on PlayStation, so I'm like, I really hope they do, like, a cross cross play or something i don't i doubt they will but I, I i just have to find some some people to play with really and then uh i've been playing at work uh during breaks and lunches uh ghost recon wildlands i've just been trying to run through that as well just to get ready for breakpoint i'm not going to finish in time like i'll probably be playing both simultaneously but uh dude wildlands has been uh just a ride so far like uh, the vehicle the vehicle uh, gameplay is really funny because the the physics are they're very generous. Like your car could fall on its side and it'll just somehow be like flip and just keep going again. And I'm just like, oh okay. Um, I'm really just running through the main missions though, just because I'm not really trying to do the full collector shit. I'm just like, all right, get the main story stuff done, get the main story in. To understand it all and then i'll be done with it pretty much move on to, to just like be fully in breakpoint after that and i'm enjoying the gameplay itself is really really fun like i love just sneaking up to an enemy encampment and just like positioning myself and you, you can have basically like your if you have an ai squad you can tell them what targets to pick and like all right sync on one and you choose your own target too if you want to and you just like uh enable the you engage and basically all th all four of you at once basically or three whatever can shoot and take all like four dudes out at the same time and everyone's silenced weapons so it's just like oh and you haven't been discovered yet and just the it's really bad saying it i guess i'm not really sure but it, it's actually really satisfying where you're just like away from the area and you just see like a big old tower and all these dudes everywhere and you're just like one little shot uh like uh I have a silenced weapon, and I'm just like, one shot, one kill, headshot, and you just see him go down, and it's just like the sound also in it, when you just, the satisfaction of you just hear like, and you just see the body fall, and you're just like, oh my god, just, because it's all the stealth, all the stealth of it feels really good, I prefer, honestly, running through stealthily, just because, uh, the satisfaction, and the, of just, wi like, winning that way, of just going through, and just taking everyone out, and you're just like, alright, area cleared, move on, get to the, like, get the intel, or whatever you need, it's, it's, it, I, I, it reminds me of why I love Ghost Recon, even though it's a lot different than the ones I used to play on, like, PS2, but it's, it's such a good time, it, it, it's really fun. Alright, and then last one, really fast, this is just funny, so, I got the, the download finished Fallout 4, and keep in mind, all right, I played this game nonstop when it first came out. Like, I didn't play 76, so Fallout 4 is the last one I played. And I remember, I, I can't remember how I fell behind, but basically Far Harbor came out and I didn't finish it. So my save was, like, still, I'd say, probably in the first, like, 10, 20% of uh, Far Harbor. And I was like, oh, I need to go back. And I still also have to do Nuka World, that, like, amusement park. And uh, I, I finally jump back in, I load the save, and I'm like, oh, this should be exciting. I guess the last time, really, it's been, like, honestly, like, it's 2016, 2019. It's probably been, like, uh, three years since I played. And I went in there, and guys, I kid you not, I felt exactly like this. For those that have watched uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, when they're in Moria, and yeah. Gandalf gets to a certain point, and he just looks around, and he's like... 
I have no memory of this place. I just, I loaded the game, the game loads in, I look around at the area where I'm at, and I look at my inventory, my character, uh, Nick, the android is with me, the guy that's like a noir-type uh, robot dude, and I'm just looking around, yeah, and I'm just like, guy. oh, yes, my save file, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now. I don't know anything that's happening right now. <laughs> it, was, it just threw me off so badly, because I'm like... I forgot, I haven't played a Bethesda game in three years now. That's incredibly crazy for me, because usually, like, I was on that shit, like, that was my fucking drug, pre-Destiny, honestly, and I think about it. Actually, yeah, it was, all, it was before my intense, like, Destiny hardcoreness, and uh, I, I just, I felt weird being back. I, I barely played, but... It was just, like, running around, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is interesting, okay. Uh, I mean, like, I played a little bit of Skyrim on Switch, which I still don't even know if I want to continue through, and then I played a little bit of, like, that free weekend after E3 for Fallout 76, which was okay, I was just kind of like, alright, maybe in the future if it's, like, cheap, and all that dialogue, like, the DLCs out for it that gives you actual NPCs with dialogue trees and shit, but I was just like, woof, it's gonna take some getting used to, but what... It doesn't matter again. It's going to happen to me again because, James, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep comes out tomorrow, so it doesn't even matter. I don't even know. I don't, I'm not even sure when I'm going to play it. Like, uh, Shadowkeep, I'll probably get a good amount done, and then I'll probably switch back to this just to run through because I don't think the DLCs should take too long compared to the main game. So I think it's something I can run through fairly quickly. We'll see about that. But okay, enough of that. Your turn. Get through what you got. Uh, yeah, I... Uh... I don't know. I've been watching more stuff than playing just because, like, I don't know. This last week I moved into this new place and spent, like, a few days, you know, setting the place up and I get, I don't know. Basically, the only thing that I've really played anything of besides watching stuff is just, like, I've been playing Destiny. I um, mostly played last week to do the Iron Banner, which was, like, the last round of Iron Banner for the season and I, I don't know I don't even know exactly why I was trying to do it because like well I guess my original idea was to try to see if I could get my hunter a full set of gear and mm. just like the way my schedule ended up working I mean I guess I, if I had like neglected to do anything but Destiny since I, uh, like after I moved in I like could have done like, I could have actually gotten, like, a full set of armor for my hunter, but I, I ended up only getting, like, a few pieces, and I, but I did get all the bounties done. I got a few more triumphs done for the Iron Banner part, but one of the ones that I was working for was, like, get 50 packages for a season. Yeah, I knocked that out this, this season, actually. So, like, when I first checked it out, I saw I was at, like, 15, and that was from, like, the previous um, the round of Iron Banner like earlier in the season or whatever like that yeah and so I was like well okay if I get all of the tokens for all of the bounties for two of my characters plus you know whatever I get for just like playing Iron Banner maybe I can get to 50 pa packages so once I got as many tokens as I could the night before Iron Banner ended I was just like okay I'm just gonna spend them all see if I can level up my hunter a little bit more, which I, I was able to get a, a, like a little bit higher light level doing that. But at the same time, when I was done with it, I, I saw that I was like, 
the the triumph that counted for like a hundred boxes over the season got up to like seventy something, but the bo- the triumph that was like get fifty boxes in one season still stayed at fifteen. I Which don't means know- you. So what happens is if it's from a previous season, it'll stay with whatever the highest was from that season until you surpass it. There's no way I did. I got less than 15 though. That's what happened to me before. I had like 35, and then I looked again, and I was like, it's still at 35. And then uh, I it, the next season came, and it still said the same thing. So once I did actually get 50, uh, I saw a change. Weird. I don't know. I feel like I opened way more than 15 boxes, so if that was the case, I should have seen it change. But, like, I don't know. That's really weird. But whatever. I guess I, I was like, okay, I'm done with Iron Banner. I'm not even going to, like, worry about, like, that last Triumph not, like, opening or whatever. Plus, there were, like, a few that... I didn't even get all the Triumphs anyway, so I shouldn't really complain that much anyway. But, eh. I don't know. I guess after that, I was like, I kind of meant to play more like Black Armory stuff and maybe try the Menagerie. But at this point, like you said, Shadow Key comes out like tomorrow. So I think I'm just going to like not bother till tomorrow. Gotcha. No, uh, yeah. I mean, the servers are down, I think. Oh, yeah. The servers are down for maintenance anyway. They did send out an email about yeah. that earlier. So, like, yeah. I guess that was the last bit I played Destiny before, like, year three, and all that crazy shit is coming tomorrow. Yep. Dude, I'm actually, like, super hyped about, like, finishers for some reason. Oh, uh, dude, I'm hyped about the whole... I'm just... I'm excited, because I have... Since I had the day off, I can just get ahead of the game, and I can probably play with my clan through it, too. Like, I'll probably yeah. just... It, straight up, I'm just gonna be like, alright, guys, I'm leaving... I'm leaving from, like, leaving the game to either go to the bathroom get something to eat fast or uh, maybe get like something done uh, quickly or something and be like alright everyone takes a break whatever I'm gonna go vacuum or some random <laughs> shit I don't know uh, just just whatever I need to get done really fast if I don't do it beforehand man I wanna play like all day tomorrow too but I got like a bunch of studying I should probably do <laughs> so well, I'm, like... I'm not gonna play too late because I have work on Wednesday at 7am Oh damn! Yeah, because there's a. It, you remember that? Uh, have you seen? There's like oh big sur- like Microsoft Surface reveal shit. I've been seeing something. Uh, yes, yeah, so I have. I have, I, have, I have some shit that I got to do tomorrow morning. Basically, oh, yeah? that involves that. Yeah, so Secrets. that's gonna be fun. Secrets. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, oh joy, I get to come at seven a.m. for this. So excited! I have to get up at five a.m. Oh damn! Huh? You have to be there at seven. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, fuck, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. So I'm not going to play too late. That's why I'm excited to play all day because I'm not going to be able to play all night, which works out because my clan is a lot of them are East Coast anyway. So it doesn't really, it works out for me in this okay. case. But okay. But yeah, that's that's basically it for gaming for me. All right. Let's get straight into the news. Uh, first up. So this was interesting. I couldn't even write it all down. I had to go to the IGN article for this one. Uh the report for E3 2020 is it's going to be a lot different. Apparently, a lot more. Um, what was it like? There might be some focus on streamers or like influencers. Kind of like uh, what is it? Quote fan media and influencer festival that would feature quit quit oh Qtainment and a Disney FastPass style system. So that's quote unquote what's actually on the IGN article, uh, and 
You know, if they had to do like a fast pass thing, that might actually help with lines and shit. It honestly really would because basically you all register for this specific time and you don't come back until that time. So it keeps lines clear and keeps kind of, it makes it actually easier for you for that day because if you do that, you're not waiting, hoping to get in. You're waiting, knowing that you're going to get in, but then you can do other things before that because you're not like going like, oh, I have to wait in line for like three hours. You just go, I'm going to wait in line for like 30 minutes maybe. So because of that, then I can do all these other things and it makes life honestly a lot easier. But that's like from the fan standpoint, like I think it said they're going to put in another 10,000 badges for uh, fans to come in, which would bring it to 25,000 for just uh, consumers. Okay. That's a lot. And that's, yeah, that's not counting devs or uh, media, basically. Like, I feel like, granted, I've never been to E3. I've always kind of, like, wanted to, but... It's, it's, it's pretty, honestly, it was pretty cool when I went. I went in 2014? Yeah, oh, 2014. Because yeah. uh, remember, I, uh, Insomniac invited me for yeah, Sunset Overdrive and the uh, Microsoft press conference, so... That's I got to go to that and it was awesome because I got to go for free. I love that. It was so great because it was just an awesome experience and plus it was with the online community from like the Resistance online community. Oh, yeah. So we're all just kind of there like, yeah, we're here for an Xbox game. This is weird, but okay, let's do it. Uh, I didn't buy an Xbox for a long time after that. I was like, this is great. I bought the game, but I don't have anything to play it on. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. You actually bought that Xbox game just because you love Insomniac so much. You bought their game without the like console to play it. What's funny too was I pre-ordered it at a Microsoft store that I wasn't gonna get it at because they had posters there for pre-order. So I got the poster and I was like, "Deuces!" Nice. And I'm like, "I'm not picking that game up." Yeah. But I gave him like I think it was ten dollars or something. So it was like it was basically like a five ten dollar poster. And then I bought the game on, like, Amazon or something. or Yeah, I think it, yeah, I got it on Amazon, basically. And, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting seeing uh, how it's going to be over there. Because who knows? Would Is Sony going to go back? Or are Microsoft and Nintendo going to leave? Well, EA... EA cause it's, all right, Sony is on the outside. EA is on the outside. Um, or Sony's not even there at all. But, like, it, it, that just leaves, like, yeah, uh, Bethesda, Square Enix... Nintendo, Microsoft, Nintendo only does directs already too, so it's it's just kind of all all something we're going to see throughout this year. I'd say the first half we'll probably know up to like by March most likely where everyone stands on what they're going to do for E3. So we'll just see how it goes. All right, the next up. This is this is an interesting article for Death Stranding. So it relates to modern day schisms of society. Uh, the player can choose the same route of divided society or connect with others. So did you see that about... Uh, basically, Kojima was saying the current thing of Death Stranding is supposed to reflect modern society, where everyone's very tribal... Uh, all the tribalism, uh, people are very much just like, there's no middle ground, you know, like yeah. Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives. You're with me or Just you're people me. that are like... Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Everyone's very divided. No one... Once there's no olive branches, everyone's just very, very hostile nowadays and very aggressive in terms of like media, sometimes in person, depending on it. Uh, there's very like, I don't want to say like witch hunting type things nowadays. It not, there's certain things that are like, yes, it feels like witch hunt. Other things that are like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Get them or whatever. But like, it's, it's very much just like everyone just one person points, everyone else just destroys them, whether it's right or wrong. 
and it, it just gets insane. Anyway, that's just enough of that. But basically, like, um, the whole thing Kojima was saying is that Stranding gives you that chance, though, in the game at least, to change that type of thing where you're just trying to unite people instead of divide. And it's up to you, though, to connect with others, because it sounds like at least multiplayer-wise, like, at least... Um, I guess it'll be similar to like Metal Gear Solid 5's multiplayer, where it's like you can connect with other players or be social in that kind of way, it sounds like. But I don't know. Like, from what the IGN guys um, described, it seems like I don't know if it's like all the multiplayer, but it seems like there's at least going to be something similar to Dark Souls, where like you may not. Oh, uh, yeah, someone see, just drops in. Yeah, you may not see like a person like running around but you might see messages left behind by people and stuff like that also somehow oh, you're gonna cool, be able yeah. to see where someone peed <laughs> hey that's important you, you yeah. understand that's gonna make that thing. mushroom man or whatever yeah but i don't know i just i i, I like that idea i like the it's it, kojima has always been a very upbeat person which is one well, of the things i love about him yeah he definitely thinks so it's just different yeah also, but, well, I mean, the game's coming in November, so we're going to find out yeah, pretty, it's su- pretty Dude, soon. it went gold already. Yeah, it already went gold, which is crazy. But, like, one one of the things, I don't know why, that interested me most about what IGN was talking about with their, like, chance to... I, I don't know if they got to actually play the gameplay or just, like, talk to someone about it. But they were saying, like, oh, it was probably from um, the TGS gameplay stuff. Like... You've seen, or we've seen that, like, Sam Porter, like, he carries shit on, like, a giant backpack or whatever. Yeah. But, like, apparently you can load that up, like, to an insane amount, but it will actually, like, affect how he walks, and you have to, like, compensate for that in the game. And so, I don't know, I don't know why, but, like, little minute details like that about how, like, weight is distributed on your back actually affecting how you move in the game is interesting to me yeah no he gets he gets super freaking detailed okay uh next up this is this is cool or well maybe it could be cool there could be a red dead undead nightmare 2 that'd be interesting there i never was actually a, played the first one. Oh, uh, it was oh it's a it's a fucking great time dude you should it's backwards compatible on xbox you should just get it yeah i should play. probably play that at some point Cause I mean, it's like, it's really cool. So the some player I guess found in like swamps in Red Dead Online, like an undead NPC. Interesting. Or at least it's either that or there was a glitch. So either there were glitches going on in Red Dead Online, or there were actually some undead people possibly appearing. Uh, it's just we're we're not. Sh- I'm not too sure yet. We'll find out soon, hopefully. It could be a big old tease where Rockstar just goes, in two weeks, Red Dead and then Nightmare 2 comes out for Halloween or something, or they do it in November, who knows, but if they do an Undead Nightmare 2, everyone will lose their shit, because that's like, that. okay, that would make me not, I would I unfortunately might forget about Medieval and be like, oh, the Halloween game is here, Undead Nightmare 2, give it to me, please. Gotta but, get that zombie horse. Yeah, let's, let's see if that actually happens. Next up, uh... Uh, Bioware is ceasing the release of new content to focus on updates and figuring out core gameplay issues of Anthem. So more more trouble is afoot, folks. What? Yeah, they're not, oh, that's bad. Yeah, so they're like, we want to focus on the basically, I guess, like the state of life again. 
uh, and then they'll go back to like, all right, here's new content, blah 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 blah. I don't know. I don't know. That's oh, just kind of what I found. That's what you mean. So, I thought like I thought you were saying they were not gonna like update the game anymore, and I was like, oh no. No, no. They're still. <laughs> they're basically trying to look at what is already there and see what they need to fix. I guess instead of bringing in new stuff. Yeah, but you know, I stop. We all stop playing that fucking game. Alright, so the UN's been meeting, uh, the UN had a meeting recently, and a lot of stuff was happening there, different people came up to speak there, different companies, but Sony and Microsoft both, both uh, joined a, uh, a new, um, initiative called Playing for the Planet, where they're both gonna be helping kind of release their, or reduce their footprints for carbon emissions and whatnot. Uh, the whole thing about it was Sony, at least for PS5, what was it? Sorry, there was a lot of details here. I couldn't even put it all down. It's made of so recycled th- air. Exactly. <laughs> There's basically going to be a low power uh, a low power mode on the PS5. And that'll allow, it said, what was it? Um, what was the quote? The next generation PlayStation console will include the possibility to suspend gameplay with much lower power consumption than PS4 which we estimate can be achieved at around uh, 0.5 watts uh, right, uh, from Jim Ryan, uh, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. He says he goes on to say, if just 1 million users enable this feature, it would save equivalent to the average electricity use of 1,000 US homes. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'd say that's a good amount, honestly. Like every little bit helps. Yeah. Anywhere you can find that stuff, but it's all part of the um, initiative everyone's trying to do, but it's good to see other companies joining that as well. As for Microsoft, so theirs was... uh, Microsoft's new Xbox units will be the first carbon-neutral consoles ever, according to a statement from the company. Uh, I think, actually, I think the... Let's see who is. Oh yes, Phil Spencer says climate change is impacting each in, each industry and every sector, and we believe technology can play a critical role in enabling and empowering the response to this challenge. Initiatives like our Minecraft Build a Better World campaign and carbon neutral Xbox pilot provide a great opportunity to tap into Microsoft's technology, sustainability, and gaming community to make a difference in this key area of our business. So. If I'm reading correctly, so it's, uh, if they're carbon neutral, it means they're not like, I think that's more than what I guess the PS5 will do in terms of saving. I'm not really sure exactly how it'll be carbon neutral. There's no details on it, but basically it just shows that Microsoft and Sony are both on board to basically fight climate change, which is good because the more, the better all it really needs to really push things is the U.S. government because then they could also in, not only influence the country but influence other countries that have bigger footprints that need to be basically getting some pushes now. And it's it's still a big thing, guys. Like honestly, one of the things I've always cared about more than anything is environmental uh, causes and just caring for the environment, but also just climate change itself. So, you know look online see how you can reduce your own personal footprint and see how you can spread the word if you can be nice all right on to the next news we gotta keep going uh google play pass did you see that 
Oh, the um, Apple Arcade competitor. Yeah. Google. So four ninety nine a month. Uh, one ninety nine a month for the first year is available as well. Uh, three hundred and fifty apps and or three hundred fifty games and apps. So it's also apps as well. How do you feel about that? I mean, I've never had an Android phone, so I don't know how much this is going to affect me in the future if I ever do switch over. But I mean, like, it's interesting that it includes like apps in addition to games. Like some of the some like really popular apps apparently are being uh, offered for. I'm going to say free, but like you know, with subscription. Uh, but what grabbed me was like the caliber of games on it is like insane i mean they got limbo i got stardew valley which would be an amazing they have Knights of the old republic like yeah. the original one kotor one yeah which i mean that's pretty nuts i mean it's just like it's kind of like i had the app opposite reaction with apple arcade where i was like oh i mean it's only five bucks but like there's like two games I'm kind of interested in playing, but then all of a sudden Google Play subscription comes out and I'm just like, holy shit, they got like Stardew Valley and Limbo and like all these other th- games that I like know. And I'm just like, I didn't even know. I think was- the difference though is like Apple Arcade is games coming out or games about to come out, whereas Google Play is a lot of stuff that's already out. That's true. And that is kind of interesting that like, and they're supposedly exclusive to Apple Arcade, although that's a little bit of a misnomer because, like, Sayonara Wild Hearts is on, like, Switch and... I, I think they mean, like, you can't get it on the Apple Store standalone. Oh, whoa, that's weird. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's it. I think that's what they meant. Huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, I, it's honestly still doesn't do anything for me. I have an iPhone, but also I just, I mean, if you can do it on your computer, maybe I, I still don't, it's, it's just not something I'm interested See, in. See, that's the other thing is that like, I literally, I have more Apple products. So like I could literally play these games, not only on my iPhone, but supposedly on my iPad and I think my computer as well, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> For me, still, it's like if if uh, the only thing I'd play it on then it would be what my my laptop, and if I did, why would I do that? I already have PC games in Steam. Yeah, exactly. I have no I have no care for this, so it's it does nothing for me personally. All right, so now we have gotten to yes, the state of play that just this past Tuesday happened for PlayStation. So there's some good stuff here. Did you see the trailer for Humanity? That really one with the weird one with all those little dudes running around. I was really confused <laughs> it was at first time. i thought i thought it was or for the state of player for that trailer for that trailer because like i literally yeah. thought that it they were gonna i thought it was part of the show that at first. I, I, like i couldn't tell <laughs> at first i couldn't tell if it was a part of the show for like a brief second i thought it might be them showing off like what the ps5 can do and it was going to be like this is playstation 5 because like if you remember one of the things that they showed off the ps4 doing was like we're going to drop a million balls into this, like, canyon and just, they all move normally. It's a million things on screen. And I thought they were just going to, like, do that, but more. And then it's like, Look, no, all these little people. Yeah, it's like, all no, these it's, little tiny people. it's just a game, a game called Humanity about you 
seemingly just like sending thousands of tiny little people to their death. I don't know. It was, I was really I just, confused. Yeah, but I, I was, I was, I was slightly intrigued. Where I was just kind of like, I don't understand it, but that's probably why I want to you know, see more of it. What strikes me, it seems like that would be a better VR game, where it's just like you're looking at dioramas of like tiny little people, like you're you're giant, and you're just like staring down at like all these people, like I don't know, doing their thing. I feel like that could be like slightly. Like, not therapeutic, but like calming. <laughs> kind of like know. flower, I guess. Yeah, like a uh, flower, yeah. like a surreal experience. No, I get that. But then after that, James, holy shit! I I fucking lost my shit when I saw this dude. Fucking story trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I got so excited. I I was like. I'm, I, that's why I was like, um, do I wait on this game? Do I, I don't, do I get it right now? Like what, ha- what happens? Do I pre-order it right, like right after watching that video? I was so sold because the beta multiplayer had me wrapped in its, around its fingers. Like I was just ready. I, I was like, uh, I'm so fucking in this for the first time in God knows how long that I've been wanting, like, I'm actually like excited for Call of Duty. This like Black Ops 4 and the Blackout that I haven't played yet. Like I got it, but I just was like, I want to see what it's like. That's it. This, I'm like, I need this. I I want this. I just just fucking give me this game. And the story trailer just showed, like, everything going on with, like, Captain Price and the crazy shit that's going to go on in there. And I was like, sold. So fucking sold. And then there was something that pissed people off. Uh, They showed up. they, They announced their survival mode. And there is a, it's a co op mode. I think it's part of like their spec ops, kind of like the way it was in Modern Warfare 2. I think it was a specific part of the, the co-op stuff, though. One of it is one-year exclusive time to the PS4. Yeah, <laughs> and people, people are hella pissed off because they're like, oh, but it's going to be the next generation of console by the time it comes out to Xbox. And I was like, oh my god, that's kind of that's pretty fucked up, but whatever. Well, not only that, but there's like usually new Call of Duty every year, so like by the time it becomes available, the next Call of Duty is coming out. Yeah. And I'm wondering, because usually it's the dominant console gets one month early for the map, for like the DLC, for like the map packs and shit. Is that still happening for PS4? And on top of that, we get this, or I think actually, you know what, that wouldn't make any sense because of the cross play. Now they said, no, Oh, actually, you know what? It's okay. I think it's, I guess people would want to decide. If they can do crossplay beyond uh, for all platforms, would they want to then have Xbox people be uh, alienated because PS4 people have more maps to play on, so they don't get that much choice, or everyone gets to play on all the maps at the same time at once, but there's a specific mode completely separate that PS4 people get. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Like that. Uh, so I actually. Yeah. I think it's that's a good call there, just because I would rather have that than not be able to play possibly with like friends from Xbox or something that want to play like just regular multiplayer. Because it's like that's honestly why I'm buying the game. I didn't even honestly I didn't even know there's gonna be a spec ops mode like a like a co-op shit and stuff like that. It's just a bonus. I'm probably gonna play the shit out of that too. But. That wasn't the main... Th- I wasn't buying it for that at all. I was like, you know, yeah. multiplayer alone, campaign. Well, that now was like... I got my other half of the yin to the yang. 
that was like one of the most annoying things about i think it was like some battlefield game i played i guess it was probably it's either three or four probably four where like you could enter a server because like that game didn't do uh auto matchmaking you had to like enter a server that was running the game and if someone had set it up to have map packs that you didn't have you could just be like booted out of like a random game and it would be oh. like you don't have this like dlc like or someone in your group doesn't have this dlc you're gone and so yeah. it's like that would be really frustrating if they had done that for call of duty so i guess it makes sense that they would if they're gonna do something like that they would do it for a side mode but yeah. like yeah they couldn't have done that for the like if they're if they do if they want to do cross play not just cross saves but cross play they're gonna not be able to do like exclusive stuff to certain consoles for like stuff like that i mean it's even weird enough that like in destiny i literally forgot that there are playstation exclusive armor sets in oh yeah and um exotics so when i play on xbox like i i didn't realize that i think it's like the the mimetic savior suit for the at least for the titan is uh exclusive to playstation so when i like swapped over to xbox at some point all of a sudden my light level went down like 300 points or something and i was like whoa whoa whoa! what the fuck happened to my titan and it was like oh it's because you're wearing a, a piece of armor that you literally cannot use on xbox so it just like counted as zero and then as soon as i switch off to like another piece of armor the, the guy went back up to like 730 or whatever but i then can't re-equip that suit of armor so it's, it's just weird how shit like that happens I know, because yeah, of sure. exclusivity and i think honestly bungie will probably not be doing that anymore now no they're full control they did say that, that whole like, thing i think it was just with activision they did say that like from this point on with shadow keep every there are no like system exclusives as far yeah. as i'm aware yeah it's really activision and sony are pretty much buddy buddy just like now kind of ea's been or a cer certain ea i think is with microsoft at this point and then like uh ubisoft is picking and choosing usually like tom clancy stuff is usually xbox uh preferred whereas like assassin's creed i think it's playstation i'm not really sure anymore but at least that's how it used to be sorry guys another uh difficulty of the macbook pro and it's all, all of its prowess yeah all right. it's i don't know what's going on so anyway uh next up uh at state of play they announced civ 6 civilization 6 coming to ps4 but it's also coming to xbox one on november 22nd 2019 so this year in november uh pretty close uh, a couple months away i'd say or less than a couple months actually now pretty cool um i have it already for pc which i would probably only play it on pc anyway i just personally wouldn't play a, a strategy or rts on a console which I, I still actually have to play i i don't want to at the same time because i know if i play one match that match is gonna last me like a week because i just get really into it a little too much and just kind of keep going even after i win or lose yeah i've never played a civilization game but like I've also never been that into RTSs, but it's not exactly an RTS. It's not strategy. So like that, I, all I've ever heard about civilization is that it is the epitome of like just one more turn. That's and basically what I do. That's, and then I'm, I'm like one week later, I'm like, ah, smash. Yeah. I just need to conquer everyone or so just like, uh, fucking and I'm figure already some shit really, out, man. Like I'm already really bad at telling myself when it's time to like stop playing a game or whatever. 
So I feel like I'd way fall into a Civ game if I ever like actually oh, no, started yeah. playing it. I, I remember being at school, my friend, my roommates would like leave and come back, and I'd just be there, just like I just fucking the Greeks, they're just fucking up my <laughs> ally. I need to fucking kill them. I need to kill them all. It's too much. So fuck, dude that game turns me into an it, it turns me into a, like a weird political animal that's just hey, like do we go that? to war or do we say <laughs> fuck you and don't talk to you remember that time you were telling me about your campaign as like the Cree nation and i was like from marvel uh, the, oh no i was talking about the I was talking about because Rebel FM had played all their all the music from that year, and one of them was the Cree Nation music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when yeah, you said that, and I just kind of was like, the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I met the American Indians uh, from Canada, but okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, After that, they fucking hurt me inside by announcing a Death Stranding PS4 Pro. Which I had said, I remember saying it, I'm thinking about it back now. I had said, I'll get a PS4 Pro if there's like a cool Spider-Man or Death Stranding one, whichever comes first. And I got Spider-Man. But then this came out and I was just like, oh, oh, this Death Stranding PS4, it's so clean. I need it. Does it does look really nice. I, I want know. it so fucking badly, but I, there's no reason for me to have it because I already have the Spider-Man PS4 Pro. I don't know why, but I want that controller. It's just I, like, if, it's they, all, like, all right, if the controller comes out, if they if they release it separately, I will buy the shit out of that thing. I want it so badly. Well, I just, well, I just it, everything about it. It's just so well, beautiful. I just love how the console is themed after Death Stranding. I mean, that sounds like it should be an obvious thing, but it's like yeah. the console is like white with the black handprints, but then like the controller isn't just like a white controller with like bits of black on it or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. The controller they made to be like literally just reminiscent of the Bridge Baby pod thing. Yes, it's a translucent, like yellow goldish controller. It's just, oh, it's so fucking hot, man. I can't, I can't even. I just, I uh, get out of control. I love it. All right, next up, <laughs> Last of Us Part Two. They showed us a trailer. They gave us a release date, February twenty first, twenty twenty. Sooner than I expected. I had said. Oh, I expect it any time between March to May. So they, they they surpassed it by just a month to what I expected, which was really cool. Yeah, uh, we're no multiplayer. Way closer than I thought. <laughs> yeah. And I was no... like, what if it comes out by the end of the year? <laughs> exactly. And there's no multiplayer. So uh, it's just the story, which Did you uh, see their response online about that? Yeah, so what they they said there was no multiplayer coming for it. It's just like the single player only. They're full focus, but they said uh, online and they have an ambition for online gaming, but it's not coming with the game. So what that could mean? It could mean basically some cool standalone game for PS Five, or they're maybe making their own multiplayer game, a shooter, a battle royale. Who knows? They could be making anything, or they make a standalone like survival. Or, like, Firefly versus, uh, like, just ra- random, like, uh, whether the bad yeah. guys are called. I, uh... Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't, the bandits, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. I, the way I read the, their message online was, like, they started doing a version of, like, the factions multiplayer from The Last, Last of Us, Us 1. 1. 
Yeah. Uh, which I really liked. I, I didn't do like a whole campaign for either, for each one like you did. Like, so I never got that, uh, the platinum. But like, oh, I didn't either, dude. Fuck no, you can't play in that game. Oh, did you fucking, not? No, I just played it on both uh, PS3 and PS4. But the uh, platinum okay. for that shit, dude. That's uh, it, not no. Naughty Dog. It just took like is, a really long. Naughty time. Dog just takes a. Sh- I'm not even joking. They take a fat shit on you when they think you're gonna get that platinum. They're like, yeah, you know, you want to get it, but we're gonna fucking piss on you while you do it. But like, despite not getting the multiplayer trophies, I still really enjoyed what that multiplayer was. Because like, I really liked that it had. Like, you could link it up to your Facebook profile, and then, like, the survivors that you're supposedly, like, going out and getting resources for and building a community for, like, they would pull the names from your Facebook list. So you'd literally be like, oh, they're not really the, obviously, the people from real life that I know, but because they're named after people that I know, I give a shit when it's like, Comron is sick. He needs medicine. You need to go out and do like a match to go get medicine. And I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta go help my buddy. And then, <laughs> like, but what if it shows you one of your friends, and you're just like, oh, but no, I want this guy to die. I want him to be alive. I guess you can role play <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, just, I stopped playing for a little bit and just waited till he killed over, and then I start playing again to see which ne- friend next was going to be the news about. Yeah. But so like I, so I just assumed that what they said online was like, we started making like an updated version of that. And then, like, I guess it just snowballed into something way more than, like, just a side mode. And they were, like... That's actually... We, yeah, that's, that's a great, great like thought we, of it. Yeah. yeah, like, we don't want to do this half-assed. And then we don't want to pull assets away from the, the campaign team to finish this. So we're going to do the campaign and finish The Last of Us 2. And then, like, later on... Though Last of Us 2 isn't going to have a multiplayer mode, at least we'll have a multiplayer game, I guess, set in the Last of Us world that is reminiscent of factions. But, like, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah. you know, I'm always... I, honestly, little... we're not probably not going to... If there is something coming, I honestly don't think we're seeing it this generation. I think it's going to be Gen 5. That'd be interesting. Or I could PS5. see that. Yeah. Uh, I just, like, I've never been a fan of multiplayer modes just being, like, tacked onto a game that doesn't really need it. It, like, worked, though, it, ends- it, it worked in Uncharted, I will say. Like, it did That's work in Uncharted. That's one of the few it actually succeeded in, which I, I wouldn't mind, honestly, going back to the Uncharted 4 uh, multiplayer eventually. Yeah, like, for whatever reason, that, like, even when Uncharted 2, when, like, they first announced it was going to have multiplayer, it was like, uh, why? And I played it, and I was like, Holy shit! It's like Gears of War, but you can climb on fucking build, uh, walls and shit. Dude, it's I awesome. fucking I went to the pre-release of Uncharted Two and I played the multiplayer for the first time and stuff. My t- I I actually got second place in the fucking tournament and got like the first game signed by the dev team. Nice. If I had won first place, I would have gotten the goddamn Furba Dagger edition of Uncharted Two. Uh, I was that close to winning, James. My team and I, we were just like, t- I think we're called Team Grenade. And uh, we we lost to one, we beat all the other teams, we just lost to that. We were so close. I could have had the Furba Dagger, the one collector's edition that truly mattered in the, the gaming collector's edition world. Like, it was in yeah. my hands almost. So fucking close. I was so close. I so, could almost taste it. So I guess besides, like, the few examples where, like, Attacked On multiplayer does end up being good, like, 
if it's not done well, I generally don't care too much about it. So I kind of appreciate that Naughty Dog is like, don't worry, we're not just like stripping this mode out. We are just making it into something even bigger than it was before and doing it so so that we don't end up making The Last of Us 2 lesser than it could be. So, I don't know. I trust them with whatever because, like, yeah, it's not they, they haven't they, let me down probably ever. <laughs> no, yeah, every single time they've ever done anything, I'm just like, I love you. Give it to me, baby. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. I won't lie. I may have cried a little bit towards the end of, like, uncharted 4 because it just like hit you in the feels so hard oh dude because it, it, it's like dude you had five fucking games with this guy it, it really does it does a number on you and uh the the trailer itself was great i don't want to we're taking a little too much time but i just yeah. really want to say like it was just awesome getting that full like hey joel's gonna be there and i was like yes yeah I, for whatever reason, was never one of those people that was like, what if Joel's dead? I was like... Yeah, I, I didn't... I mean, I guess I, straight up, possible, people were like, oh, he's a vision. And I was like, that's stupid. That's not what's going to happen. I, 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 was, I was... I also was like, yo, he's alive. He's alive. That wouldn't make any sense. Plus, like, they even talk about it, too, like... Because uh, the whole thing, people were saying, like, what if Joel dies? And that's the reason why this happens. But then it was like, it makes more sense that something happens to Dina. Yeah. And so, it, like, if anything, too, like, it, it sounds like their relationship is strained, too. Like, Ellie knows what Joel did. So since then, maybe there's been, like, some different issues between them, possibly. But enough, that, not enough that Joel would ever abandon her. Maybe. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but I'm, I find it interesting that there's, um... Like, I guess this is kind of role reversal, where in the first game, you played as Joel... And Ellie was always the one, like, tagging along, like, beside you. Now you're Ellie with Joel tagging along beside you. Well, I don't know how the whole game is going to go, but I find that reversal a little bit interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's... Because it reminds me a little bit more of Uncharted than Last of Us 1, just because Uncharted, you're just a bunch of adults running around. You have, like, other NPCs with you sometimes. Whereas, uh, then the other one, Ellie was, like, this... It felt like the Kazooie to your banjo kind of shoot a little bit she's very like, much like there with you throughout the whole thing it's like you you felt like she was part of you when you were playing because she kind of she's not she's not a full human she's only a half human she's only a kid and she's very limited in what she can do kind of like the the only other game we've seen anything like is where you feel that attachment of like it feels like a pair together is now god of war Dude, like, they were literally... Yeah, I would say that. Gears of War was the only game besides The Last of Us in a long time that made me actually, like, give a shit about my side campaign. God of War. You said Gears of War. God of War. Yeah, sorry. I was like, Gears of War, what the fuck are you talking about, though? But, like, literally... (laughs) I don't know if you remember the scene, but, like, in The Last of Us 1, the scene where you're, like, driving along the road and there's, like, a detour that's, like, an obvious trap. Yeah. And you end up getting the trap sprung on you. And, like, there's a scene where Joel, like, your, your car gets, like, ran, run off the road into, like, a convenience store. And you have to, like, fight off a bunch of guys. And there's a, a shot where, like, uh, where someone is trying to, like, drag Ellie out from, like, the car that she, like, still is, like, kind of hiding in. And, there, like, literally that shot of you as Joel just, like, running at the guy. Like, in my own head, I was just like, don't you fucking touch her. Yeah. Because, like, you care that much about that character. That you're just like, I'm going to fucking beat your brains in because you are uh, trying to hurt her. 
I didn't even think about that. Honestly, like thinking of God of War now, like that's probably it hit you. Like you think Naughty, how Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica probably like they they do like bounce back and forth since they're both Sony owned studios they're, and they're located very close to each other, closer than any of the other studios. Like they probably can do a lot of stuff between each other, which makes sense now. How God of War has that style, The Last of Us has with the kind of like the AI pairing of the child. So. Yeah. Last of Us 2 won't have that necessarily, just because now it's two adults. Or adult, different, depends on the adult during the time, because it feels like different uh, adult characters will be with Ellie at different points. Like, um, I already forgot the dude's name, but the Asian guy that you'll probably be working with a lot too, who is Dina's ex-boyfriend as well. Uh, yeah, they, he was in that first trailer. I forget his name. Yeah, but I think he's going to be important as well. And so he'll probably be with you for a good amount of the ride too, besides Joel. Probably different points, but we'll see what happens. But alright, enough of Last of Us 2. Excited, it comes out ne- early next year. I actually pre-ordered the Collector's Edition and the Steelbook Edition, because I honestly don't know which one I wanted. But I was so afraid of them going out of stock like the first time the game came out. I was like, I just, I'll figure it out later, and then I'll like cancel one eventually. But I just, I panicked, and I was like, I, I just don't know which one I want to have, because I don't need that stuff, but do I, maybe I want it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Alright, one cool, uh, something at, uh, Xbox, inside Xbox happened, uh, they announced that there is going to be beta access for the xCloud, uh, experience, so, like, using your phone to play Xbox games and stuff, it'll be on Android only, and basically signups are now, and the beta will be in October, there'll be, I believe, four beta games, there might be a fifth, I don't remember, though, uh, but the four beta games will be Halo 5, Gears 5, Killer Instinct, and Sea of Thieves, which, basically, all first party, uh, maybe they'll be, or I think Killer Instinct's first party. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. So, you get to test it on that kind of stuff, which are honestly pretty good games to really try out. Uh, sea of Thieves, well, yeah, you know, Sea of Thieves. Uh, but you just put the controller with a little, like, a little grip thing and attach your phone to it, and you're pretty much good to go. It should be interesting, though, for those that actually want to do it. Like I said before... I, I don't want my console games on my phone. I just want a big screen, not a small one. But that's just me personally. Next up, uh, we got only three more pieces. We're going to go through it pretty fast just to get out of here. Uh, this was, <laughs> it was fucking funny. So 20,000 Fallout 76 power armor helmets were, were recalled because of potential mold growth. Was this not just the nuclear cola helmet it was the uh, the actual power armor helmet so not from the power armor edition it was the ones from gamestop so the gamestop uh, exclusive okay. ones so not the not the one from buying fallout 76 like that crazy sold out one that then had the bags that everyone got pissed about uh this one actually was a gamestop exclusive so gamestop just can't catch a break so there was a full recall Twenty thousand helmets so imagine, though, GameStop's like, we're releasing money, blah, blah, and, like, we're figuring this shit out, we're closing stores. Hey, we gotta recall 20,000 helmets. Yeah, because they got crazy. mold. I just, I don't know, I just thought it was funny, honestly. Yeah, they're just also bad fruit. Sorry for those that bought it. Hope you didn't get affected by mold. Truly. Uh, last two pieces. Uh, this one, actually, was, I, I was not expecting this. So, a new Medal of Honor game. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is being developed by Respawn Entertainment. But here was the here's where it got me annoyed at first, and then I got really? interested after. Yes. So Respawn, the guys that did Titanfall 1 and 2, yeah. who currently are doing Apex Legends, 
who are also doing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, are now yeah. also making a Medal of Honor game called Above and Beyond. Huh. And it is a Oculus Rift exclusive game on Ooh. VR. And it is That's being published huge. by Oculus Studios. So EA is still working with them, I guess, because Respawn's owned by EA. But if it's being published by Oculus Studios, Oculus Studios, it makes sense because EA seems very picky now about what kind of titles it has and what money, like what it wants to use money on for those titles. Which makes sense then why Oculus Studios is publishing, which means they're paying for the game being created not EA, which is probably why EA said, yeah, you can use our developers for this, but we'll, like, get something out of it, too, as well. Oh, because probably Oculus had to... It's EA's property. Is, Medal of Honor is EA's property, too. So... Oh, yeah, that makes so sense. EA's probably getting money from all that kind of stuff, but, like, one of their guys are developing it, but Oculus is funding it, and all that kind of stuff. Who knows how the whole deal worked out. But uh, they, they said a potential... Or, like, it said 2020. Who knows when it's going to come out in 2020? It's going to have a 10 to 12 hour three act campaign, which apparently is very, it's probably the longest for a VR game so far, really. Like VR games haven't gotten this big. I watched the gameplay trailer along with some other stuff. Dude, it's fucking, it looks good. I was like, holy shit. And I forget what his name is, but the director who basically, who's at Respawn, he was one of the people that worked on Middle of Honor since, like, the early, like, PC, PS1. And now he's back to do it again. Because, remember, guys, Respawn is made up of the guys who originally made some of the older Medal of Honors, including Medal of Honor Allied Assault. And then left and created Call of Duty. And then, like, did all the way up to Modern Warfare 2 and then left and created Titanfall at EA. So it was a full circle of life. And now they're back with one of the earliest properties they worked on. That's crazy. And that's really cool. Yeah. And that makes me really excited. Enough to consider buying an Oculus Rift S. I know I kept saying it. I was like, so, I'm not going to get an Oculus. I'm not going to get a Vive. I would get a PSVR maybe. Because it's the easiest, like, it's the only one I could do. But if there's a Medal of Honor game. Because Medal of Honor was honestly, that game was a console console switcher for me. I was going to get a GameCube with, like, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader. I played Medal of Honor Frontline along with, like, Dinosaurs for the first time, and that, I stopped dead in my tracks, didn't even think about the GameCube, and got a PS2, and that's when I switched from Nintendo to PlayStation. This was the game that honestly made me switch. And now they're going, hey, buy VR, and I'm like, fuck. And it's being done by Respawn? This honestly is what, this was the thing that they needed to do to get me to possibly buy an Oculus Rift. Did they say... Is it just the Rift, or does the Oculus Quest also... Can that also... They said Oculus Rift. I don't know if that means the Rift S only, or the old Rift, or the uh, the Quest. I'm not too sure. Because, like, I've been actually... Granted, I don't... I'm trying not to spend, like, a bunch of money on shit I don't actually need right now. I'm trying to just get through my last year of college. But, like, I... The Qu Oculus Quest, which is, like, its own standalone thing. You don't need a computer to play anything with it. Like, and it also apparently has hand tracking without any, like, controllers or anything now, which is yeah. neat. Like, that's become more and more of a, like, you know, I might get that someday, like, kind of thing. Because it just, it seems cool. And also, if, like, they literally are like, hey, this is the one of the only places that you can play this Medal of Honor game in VR. 
I'm kind of interested in getting that for if an Oculus Quest is. Dude, you like, could, if when you that. raise your hand like you're uh, with a grenade, like you're go, bringing it to your face, you actually bite the pin out and throw it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, was, awesome. And you could throw random shit. So like a dude threw a frying pan at a Nazi. He saw on like a stove. He was like, ugh, and just fucking tossed it at him. So yeah. I, I just, oh my god, I'm, I'm ex- and the cool thing is they're bringing back the interviews like they used to do in Medal of Honor games where you'd see an actual real veteran being interviewed about like a battle you're about to jump into. Because the whole thing in Medal of Honor, uh, you're usually playing as an OSS, which is Operation of Strategic uh, Services. I almost forgot. I was like, fuck, how did I forget this? It was technically a precursor to CIA, but it was like, I would, I'd say they have better, it's like CIA that wasn't completely evil or not partially evil i guess because you know cia fucks shit up and fucks up other countries you know it's yeah just no, actual CIA truth in fact done they, some, they've like, done some fucking dirty shit. shit anyway uh so the oss though they're like we're gonna stop nazis sometimes maybe russians if you really need to because it's pre-cold war but you're also knowing the russians do some bad shit too but the whole thing is like it's it's the age of heroes it's uh, of like war during a war like it's the only war you're like oh this makes sense do this like let's go to war and everything else but this game really it hits you sometimes depending on which one it was and there are ones that actually got me emotional depending on which one i played uh because they just it, maybe it was the music or the characters or something but there was also interviews they usually have during in the game with veterans and in this one they actually have apparently like an old vet that was in france uh, an American, I think that either, I think it was one of the, the glider troopers that came in in the 101st, the one of the gliders that flew in before D-Day. And uh, they actually had him meet one of the French who were there as a child that day. And they met oh. for the first time and it was very emotional, apparently. And he Damn. hadn't been back to Normandy since then. So it's like, they did shit like that. And that shit is, it gets real. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I didn't even know this. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I'm really, ex- I, I, I'm considering getting an Oculus now just because of this game. There's a lot of time before then, who knows? But I honestly like this could be the seller for me for my first VR, uh, device, and then I'll play it and I'll be like, that was fucking wonderful. And I'm gonna take the Oculus Rift and I'm gonna throw it in my closet and be like, this is where you belong. I'm not doing any more of your fucking games because I don't have time. <laughs> I just made an exception. No, I'll, I'll probably get the Insomniac games too, like the first one in Genoa. That's just like a cool horror game. At least I'll play those two. Those two I'll play. And oh fuck, Beat Saber! I'll play Beat Saber too. Ah oh, fuck, I yeah, hate VR. Beat I don't want to do this. I don't want to get into this shit. Like, Dude, I want. They finally I got me. Play... They're like, we got Cameron in the VR. Let's do this. S- Fucking get Dude, him. I want to play Beat Saber so bad. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. We it's it, I played it a little bit, and I was like, oh, I see why people would buy this. I I get it now. Okay. All right, last piece of news really fast. Uh, did you see the trailer for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? I did. Looks interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, there like was like the giant, giant bat, bat, and then yeah, apparently uh, they said Darth Vader. You can hear him breathing at one point in it, so it might hint to Vader being there, besides like the uh, whatever sister that is, one of the Sith Inquisitors. Yeah. If, I don't know. If, if they teased Darth Vader, I, didn't, I missed that entirely. Oh, Although okay. it's, it wouldn't be impossible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Another Respawn game, guys. Uh, I didn't realize double Respawn news back-to-back, back back, but yeah, I, this game looks really great. Like I said, though, I, I do... I'm like, oh, I'll just wait for Black Friday. That's barely any time, though. Like, I feel like it comes out in November anyway, so that just means I'm waiting, like, two weeks to buy it, if anything, if it even goes on sale. If it doesn't, then I'll buy it either way that month. It doesn't really matter to me. 
But all right, that's it for the gaming news, guys. Uh, we're gonna move. I hope to, we're over an hour now. Shit, but some of the stuff has been yeah. cut out because of the uh, issues we've had. Uh, Not much though. Do, I forget. Do you have a lot that you watched, or only a little bit? Just because I have like four things. All right, if you want to blast through them really fast, and then I'll get to my only one, and then we will jump onto the news. Yeah. So where is my list? Okay. So. First off, like I mentioned last time that I started watching The Good Place, I am now current on it. And apparently I started at a good time because literally like a couple days after I finished the last episode that was on Netflix, like the new season started and started getting episodes on Hulu. So like, I don't like I already talked about it a bunch last week and I don't want to get into spoilers for like the new season or whatever if anyone listening to this wants to get into it but like basically like i said last week i think that it was like a really really funny show that has some like interesting twists to it and they kind of just like keep on doing that for each season is like there's like some new slight twist to like the formula of what's going on and it the last season ended with like kind of like a sad cliff not cliffhanger but like a sad moment but like it set up what's going to happen for this next season so I'm excited to see where uh, where it goes, just because like I find it the show is like super fun or super funny, like the all the actors are great, like especially Kristen Bell and I I don't know I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before, but the guy who plays like Chidi Anagonier is he is hilarious, but uh, um, other than that I watched the whole new season of Disenchantment. Which is that Matt Groening show uh, on Netflix? Disenchanted, right? I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it. How is it? It's okay. Is it as okay as the first part? Pretty much. Well, I thought the first season was a lot better, actually. Re- like, oh, that doesn't bode well for me, though. Well, it's like it's been a while. I don't remember exactly what happened in the first season, all other than like it setting up, um, like bean's relationship to lucy the demon and elfo the elf yeah uh, and then like kind of hinting at weird shit going on with like her family like her mother's side of the family yeah that's pretty and much so, how like, it ends yeah so like i was really excited when the new season started because i was like oh are we gonna get answers to like what's going on with her mom and like why did she turn the whole town to stone and all that stuff before they left and they literally, like, kind of cover a little bit of that shit in, like, the first episode. And then it's back to dreamland. And it's, like, basically just more of the first season. Until, like, the very end of the, the season where, again, it sets up more shit with her mom. And I'm like, you had a whole season to do this and you chose not to. And then you had... F- uh, it feels like somehow a f- full season of filler. Oh, God. That's... So... Yeah, the whole thing with the first, like with the first part, at least now that now actually this is probably the next thing I should probably watch just to get it out of the way, but I I remember saying it. I don't know if I said it here if we were recording if we were doing the podcast at the time, but I had said that it was the first season or the first part of the first season, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it just felt like there were some chuckles, but there were no genuine funny moments. Like it wasn't like it would be like oh a chuckle 
uh, very uncommonly here and there. Not like it wasn't like all the time. It was very uncommon for me to like even get a chuckle out of it. But there was nothing that made me laugh like Futurama or Simpsons or anything else like that from the creators. It it just felt very just kind of like ah all right uh, this is fine. And I was just it was it was very I was very indifferent on the show. Like it was just like I was like a five out of ten whatever. It's it's just like neutral. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just there. All right. But what you tell me is just, it doesn't, it sounds even, it's not as good. I'm not too sure. I'll, I'll see how it is myself, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, like, I think you're kind of right. It's like this whole season, I don't remember there ever being any, like, laugh out loud hilarious moments. There's always just like, eh, it's kind of funny. All so, right. uh, Next And thing. then the last thing, I guess, would be I finally started, I gave, um, the gifted to try and like you and chris a while ago kept raving to me about this show and i was like oh it can't be that good it's like an x-men show on fox that's unconnected to the marvel cinematic universe or anything or even like the other x-men movies so like whatever i'll try it sometime and then like once i finished disenchanted and i was just like scrolling through whatever i wanted to watch or whatever i saw that on hulu and i was like I'll give the first episode a shot. I'll see what it's like. And holy shit, I got hooked immediately. Like, that is literally some of the best X-Men, like, video content besides maybe, like, the 90s cartoon I have, like, ever seen. Including all of the movies, because all the movies are kind of, like, okay at best. <laughs> and Legion's like, its own, like, it's its own yeah, beast entirely. That's true. Like, it Le- doesn't even Le- feel like X-Men. It's just, you're, it's, it's, it's a just great show in general. Exactly. Yeah, like, Legion is completely separate. It doesn't even feel like an X-Men thing. But, like, this show, like, literally one of the main characters is Blink, who yeah. makes the portals, and, like, Polaris is in it, who's, yep. like, I shouldn't know this at this point, but just because I know some things about Marvel Comics, I know she's Magneto's, like, illegitimate daughter. And, like, like the the thing going on with the Von Strucker children. And Thunderbirds like, in it? Or not Thunderbirds. Yeah. No, Thunderbirds. Yeah, Thunderbirds in it. Yeah. And, like, dude, it's just, like, so good. It's, it's like, way better than I ever expected it to be. I told you, dude. It's, like, it's just a good time. It's a yeah, like, I'm already... I just got to the second season. And, Ooh, like, yeah. dude, it's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, the one last thing I kind of wanted to at least give a shout out to, because like I haven't finished it yet, because it's kind of long, but also it's not necessarily a movie or or like a TV show. But one of the YouTube channels that I really really like to watch every once in a while is My Name Is Bife, because he does like some of the best Destiny Destiny lore videos. I have a lot of catching like, up on his shit to do now. Yeah, he uh, he's been doing like a bunch of videos recently. I don't even know how he has. There's the probably over do. a dozen for me to watch, and they're probably all like thirty minutes. I'm like, fuck, dude, you really make me like waste an entire day on your shit. Well, I mean, not dude, waste a day, but invest a day because he it, did. It, like, there's yeah. a reason why I like watching his shit. He did like a whole series of videos on like the how what happened to Prince of Aldrin between like the attack on the reef and him being like the head of the scorn and stuff uh but like uh, unrelated but like this video that i wanted to mention was like he put the time and effort into making like a four hour 
video for Destiny, like the entire timeline in lore of Destiny 1 and 2. Like, I almost want to watch it just even though I watched his stuff already. I, I, there probably wouldn't be anything new for me just because I already know like that main stuff too. But just to listen to him tell stories for four hours and like that's the thing. Like he he did edit it in such a way where it's like it's broken up into different sections. It's so one video just, like, though, right? It's one long video, but oh, you can God. you can skip around based on time codes to like you're literally watching him. You're watching like an extended Lord of the Rings cut. You're like you're just like yeah. this is gonna take a good amount of my day, and it's just like he. It's so detailed and so comprehensive and just so long that I just I can't fathom how much time and effort he put into making it. So I just kind of wanted to give a shout out to like his work. Like literally it if anyone here is even like kind of interested in the story of Destiny before New Light comes out or you just like are a fan of Destiny but never bothered to look into like the grimoire cards or the the lore tabs of your gear and stuff like that he does like the best most comprehensive videos to explain everything you would want to know about destiny yeah and he he's also on patreon if you guys ever want to support him like think about it this way guys if you give a, a lot of money to just big old conglomerate companies and then you don't give anything to like small like streamers or like just influencers and stuff like that that you actually do watch and love a lot which personally I, I don't watch any fucking let's play people that's not that's a waste of my own time but byfin like actual like content stuff that's like oh this is story oriented or like you're really getting something out of this besides just watching someone play a game like his isn't like there's gameplay of during like his talks just because he wants something on the screen while he's talking uh you're not really paying attention to what's going on on the screen you're just listening to what he's saying really um he is definitely someone to put towards your Patreon, cause, or like if you ever want to give people money, like because I think mm. I, I donate to him among a few others. Like, uh, I'll get a Patreon eventually one day. But not sometimes he even goes above and beyond for his videos, and instead of using like gameplay from Destiny, which usually oh yeah, it's the, the full like there's the animations and shit. Like, yeah, the, like he has people for, artists like the do shit. For, and, yeah, for uh, the let book me of just go really fast. I just want to say uh, yeah. one artist, Steven Sedgick, that guys. He does some of his uh, the, the art for his videos. He is actually a really big comic book artist that does, like, straight-up god-tier fucking Apex work. Like, he did Aquaman recently, and it is astonishingly, amazingly beautiful. Like, I kid you not, his stuff is like... I saw it for a second, and I'm like, dude, fucking artist of the year. Like, now he's doing, like, a fucking... He's writing and drawing his own Harley Quinn story right now, and it's already amazing. And it's, dude, James, I'm not even joking, the comic is that big. Like, uh, it's double the size of an actual comic in terms of actual size. Oh, it's like whoa. a premium format. It's huge. So it's like giant size? Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, when you come back, I'll show it to you. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, one of the best examples is the his series on the Book of Sorrows. He got someone to do, like, a bunch of animations for that, or at least uh, still artwork. And, like, That's probably subject. Yeah, and it's it's really good. Like I cannot stress enough. Like if you have even like a slight interest in Destiny, like Bife, like BYF, uh he just does like the most comp I keep saying this. Like the he does like the best most comprehensive videos that yeah, you could ever really want does. about that stuff. 
But yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> All right, I'll go through mine really fast because we're already at hour twenty. Damn it, we were supposed to be shorter. At least this is the last catch-up episode, guys. The next episode we're already like caught up, so it'll be like next week probably, and then we'll just have this week's content. That's not too bad. Uh, but all right, I watched the entire season. I waited to talk about because I think I started watching it before the previous episode too. I just wanted to wait. Uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance on Netflix. Oh my god, that's dude. Uh, did you ever watch the original Dark Crystal movie? No, it's on my list of things to watch just because like that also is on Netflix. So. And I watch, was kind of interested in watch the, the movie and then watch the show the movie so it's very it's like it's puppets guys it's Jim Henson doing puppets um but it's I don't know why so watching this show I guess it, usually I'm always used to watching very either like there's a lot to think when you're watching or like it's usually pretty like dark adult deep everything else this was just I don't know why it remind it, it just was so refreshing to me I was just loving I was I got so invested in the show. It's just a bunch of little puppet characters that are like get called Gelflings. They're like these little elf people that are so small and they're little puppet characters. And I was so attached. I don't know why. I was so fucking attached to this show and the characters. I was just enjoying it. The music's great. Uh, there's also of course there's special like there's visual effects and stuff like that because like you can't do everything with puppets. But it just I don't know. The show just it, it really just. I think it's because also it's uh, a good amount. Of, it should be aimed for kids. I'm pretty sure. Like uh, I'm sure kids can watch it. There is some scary stuff that would scare kids. I guess technically, uh, with certain things that happen in it, because there like there's death and other things like that. But they're still puppets, so I'm not really sure the extent of like it feels like it's for everyone. Like kids can watch it, adults watch it, and everything else. But maybe it's because I was. Like, I don't want to say it was like, I feel like it brought out like a younger self of me or whatever, but it just, I got really just, it, it made me feel like I forgot other things around me and just as like, oh, it's nothing too dark and everything else. It's just this cool little world. And at the end of it, like, I was just like, I want the next season already. I need, I need more. This is so fucking good. And Oh my god, it's dude. I I highly recommend it. I don't know why I liked it so much. Maybe I can be crazy, and other people are like, yeah, it's whatever. But for me, it just it was great, and the voice acting was amazing. I can't remember everyone who played everyone, but there's actually I want to say there's a few good, uh, well-known actors and actresses in it that play a lot of the characters. One specifically, uh, there's three main characters in it. One is this little Gelfling called Deet. It's like this uh, girl that lives underground, and her voice actress was not uh, none other than Masande. Oh really? Yeah, uh, Natalie uh, Emmanuel. Masande. Yeah, <sighs> Natalie Emmanuel plays Deet, and at first I didn't notice, and then I listened, and I was like, she sounds familiar, but not really the same. And then I looked up uh, the IMDb and I saw her in it, and I was like, "Oh, that's right," because uh, I remember after season eight of Game of Thrones, I got a bunch of the actors and actresses on Instagram, and Natalie Emanuel always posts stuff, and I saw Dark uh, Crystal stuff. I just wasn't sure what her role was, but basically, she is one of the three main characters, and uh, I just love listening to her voice, just like kind of high pitched and a lot more, I guess upbeat and happy compared to Miss and it was I don't know it was just very it was very sweet it was just so it's such a good show I don't know I, I don't know why I felt so good about watching it like it just really hit me a lot I was like fuck 
this might be my favorite show of the year. I'm not really sure. Like, it just, it it did something. I don't know how. I need some psychiatrist or therapist to be like, you see, when you watched it this way, it took these memories of you and put it in this position, and which made you a very happy lad. And I'll be like, oh, thanks, Doc. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, guys, definitely watch this show. It's, it, it's really good. At least to me, it was. But all right, we'll get through the... Uh, movie TV news, which is a little bit less, uh, but also faster to run through. So, Lord of the Rings, Amazon news again. I uh, guess where it's filming, James? I'm guessing New Zealand? <laughs> yes, it's filming back in New Zealand. Uh, just excited for that. Basically uh, one of the most, like, prettiest natural places on Earth. <laughs> yes, the place I want to go to. Honestly, uh, it, it's the place I would choose over any other place to go visit. If they said you can go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? I'd see New Zealand easily. It's probably a really good choice. Yeah, and if I could bring friends, I would straight up be like, all right, guys, what do you want to dress up as? I got our hobbit cloaks ready to go. Uh, I got llama's bread. We're going to have a great time just hiking it. I have have an extra one ring for someone else if someone else wants to have one too. Like, I'm straight up doing a full... I'm doing... Straight up, I'm bringing Lord of the Rings shit when I eventually go. Like, it's going to be my fucking pilgrimage. This is my pilgrimage. I would literally start... I would wait for you to start listing things that you've packed... And then I would just randomly shout out, like, and my axe. And I just, like, have an axe out of nowhere. Like, James, I I thought I told you, you're not coming. (laughs) What do you think this is? (laughs) No dwarves allowed. You could pack me in a suitcase. I'm small. (laughs) Nobody tosses a dwarf. All right. uh, uh, News for the the new uh, reimagining of Boondocks. So it's going to have two seasons, at least two seasons so far. And they're both coming to uh, HBO Max. So, so I was like, if fre- guys, if Fresh Prince and Friends don't get you to get HBO Max, I think this is. So honestly, when I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm getting HBO Max. Uh, but it, I'm excited. It's going to come out fall 2020. So potentially I don't have to get HBO Max yet. I can wait a little bit. Yeah, it depends what else comes out that year. But I, I for sure am getting it for Boondocks because I love the cartoon. Uh, we had a trailer uh, for Frozen. one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. Yes. It's super funny. It's so, so fucking So good. well done. Such a great, like, satire, but also, like, dude, hey, guys, fucking, but like, actually, though. <laughs> dude, the fucking, sa- like, saga of, like, the stink meter fights is just like, so fucking ah, stupid uncle. and funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, see, I don't know why I was thinking of Uncle Ruckus, but yeah. No, dude, I'm not going to say anything to say, because I just, no, I'm not doing that. I don't think right. I can. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> All right. Frozen 2 trailer. Did you see the new trailer for Frozen 2? It showed some of the new characters, something about her mom, shit like that. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm also wondering, I could be, like, way off base, but, like, what if Anna has fire powers? Because, like, Elsa has ice, and there's, like, a scene in the trailer where, like, she gets, like, surrounded by, like, granted, it's, like, purpley magic fire and then she like tells anna like you can't just go like jumping through fire to save me or whatever and she's like as if like nothing happened or to anna so i was like ooh, that's i never even i'll be honest i never that even that didn't even cross my mind damn james you're getting uh you're getting some insight this episode what's going on yeah but at the same time i was talking to like another friend of mine here um and she was like but the point of the trailer is how magic is bad and it can corrupt you. So it would be bad if Anna had magic. And I was like, well, I guess that makes some sense. So it could go either way. I don't know. Yeah. 
don't know. I just I'm waiting for this movie to come out. I just part because part of me is like I'm not really excited. I'm like uh, the songs could be good, but then they're gonna give Olaf a song, and then I'm gonna get angry. <laughs> I fucking hate that snowman. All right, uh, next up, some Batman news for the upcoming movie. Uh, potentially, there uh, could be two new actors joining. One is, I, I, I didn't, at first, I was like, I didn't read this right. And then I was like, wait, it's actually him. Jonah Hill could be joining, joining the uh, cast of the Batman as either uh, Penguin or the Riddler. I was oh, like, man. what the fuck? And I then, literally um, don't know which I'd rather him be. I don't even. I I want him to be. The, I, I, just, I don't want him to be serious. I just, it kind of ruined the whole movie for me because I don't just want him to be like ridiculous Jonah Hill just pretending. So he's just like a mustache twirling asshole, just be like, riddle me this, riddle me that, or just being the penguin and be like, wah wah, hey, fuck <laughs> you, Batman, I'm the penguin, wah wah, iceberg lounge. I don't know. I just. I think, honestly, he could probably do a good job, because he could probably do a good serious role. I, I just am like... I've definitely seen him in a few serious movies, or at least roles where he's more serious. He's also directed character. a serious movie, like the 90s, or whatever it's called. The Skateboarding Kid and shit. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, he directed that. I think he wrote it, too. Yeah. Or it was mid-90s. I think it was called mid-90s. Shit, I don't remember, but I, I remember hearing good things about it. Yeah. So there's that, uh, and then a uh, other character, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, you know him as um, Teddy. I think his name. No, not Teddy. Uh, his name was um, Bernard in Westworld. You know? Oh, I like that guy. He uh, apparently could be playing Commissioner Gordon. I could see that. Yeah, I, I actually thought about it, and I was like, oh, you know, he actually would fit in the coat and everything. That'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, like, just like Batman. It's me. Like, I just, I'm so used to him being like a android that doesn't know he's an android. I'm just trying to imagine him as like I'm a cop now, but in the worst city possible. Honestly, I think it, I think it would really work because he he has like a like a serious tone about him that's just very like uh, composed, which is kind of what Gordon usually is. Like he doesn't have too much of like happy or angry or sad. He's just like neutral line that's usually how gordon is he's just like kind of waiting there's like this emotionless he's, exchange usually between them well he's like a detective turned um police chief who's like i mean he's got like years and years of experience wasn't he also in the army uh he was in the marine corps he's in the marines yeah uh which is they they bring a big emphasis on that when they make him batman in the comics for a little bit i forgot i forgot they did that it was weird. It was, it was so fucking weird. They shaved his mustache. He looked like a completely different character. I was like, who the fuck is this? Nah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it could be interesting. Uh, we'll see if this is actually true. This is all from The Hollywood Reporter. So we'll see if these talks are true or not. But also something that is true. Jurassic World 3, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are all coming back for it, which is the first time all three, have been, all three characters have been together since Jurassic Park 1. Uh, Sam Neill was in Jurassic Park 1 and 3. Laura Dern was in 1 and then appeared briefly in 3 uh, <clears throat> in small moments. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum was in 1, 2, and made a brief like cameo, really, in uh, 5. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they weren't all in 1 after the first one. Yeah. Huh. 
So yeah, that, that's weird that they've all been back to Jurassic Park movies, but not all in the same ones. Yep. But now we're going to get them all. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then uh, this is some bear of the bad news here, but Ghost Rider, the TV show they're working on that was spinning off of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be on Hulu is apparently no longer happening as there yeah. is a uh, conflicting vision between the creative team and Hulu. So uh, maybe it'll be picked up by like Disney Plus. They could just make it, I guess, yeah. whatever they were planning, they might have to just like limit it to an extent so they don't like push a, like an r on it or something if like, they just give it pg-13 i think it's doable i heard rumors that they might try to make a ghost rider movie instead, so i heard that but i think it wasn't with uh robbie reyes it would be instead that the rumor or the hope people were hoping would be it's it, from what i saw online keanu reeves is johnny blaze Ooh, shit. I would actually... Yeah, as much it's as just the, like, I think that, okay. would, that should take place before, and then it connects into, like, him and Robbie Reyes together or something. It's, yeah, as much as I liked the season of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. that had Robbie Reyes, the, the Ghost Rider, because I thought that was, like, a really good representation of the Ghost Rider, especially, like, they even, like... Plus, you get, like, a you get an actual, like, you get a Mexican Ghost Rider. Yeah, that, like, they got, like, the, a great actor to play Robbie Reyes. And he's not from New York. He's, like, he's supposed to be based in L.A., uh, that Ghost Rider specifically. And, like, and granted, his uniform is, like, a leather jacket, but it's just got, like, they made a leather jacket that looks just like the one that he wears in the comics with, like, the one, like, white square on it. Like, they had him driving his car, and, like, the way they did the... Uh, the like face burning off into like the ghost rider skull thing and it like it had the, the the lines coming up from his skull like in the comics like i i thought that was a really good version of the ghost rider so like and seeing as shield is already connected to the MCU i feel like that would be easier to do a robbie reyes like MCU movie but i would be fine if they didn't do that if they got like fucking uh uh oh, you just said his name keanu reeves as johnny blaze it's, it's it's great. the era of fucking keanu reeves you just have to put him in as many things as possible get him while he's hot guys like he's straight up just the he's apex tier pinnacle master master everything just put yeah. him put him in everything i we'll see i i i would love to see that i, I want both though because i really i want to keep having mexican ghost rider means a lot to me personally just to have something like that all right uh we're getting close guys uh kevin feige is apparently and uh secretly making a star wars movie and apparently brie larson may be joining him so uh -oh. word got out that kevin feige apparently is making his own star wars movie this would be separate from the thank god separate from uh ryan johnson and uh the D, &D sons of bitches those, those bastards who never forget Game of Thrones season seven I, and eight. I mean, maybe they can make a good movie series if they give a shit. Heresy. <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine. Never forget. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, it's never right. Mind. Fuck it. Fuck yeah, them all. That's right. That's right. Uh, Fire. Burn them all. Anyway. So guys, uh, Kevin Feige. That hurt my soul remembering that. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, Kevin Feige could be doing a Star Wars movie. Um, 
that would be very interesting, especially if it's just like a one-off of just something random. It's just like, oh, here's a whatever the fuck. I, I don't even know what he could be doing, but I, I just think that could be interesting. And if Brie Larson's in it, like, fuck it, why not? Like, she was like, uh, she posted like, did somebody say Star Wars? And she posted like a picture of herself as a Jedi on Instagram with like a C-3PO or something. It wasn't like from a set. Oh, yeah. It was just like Halloween or I something. I saw that. And I, I was thought, like, all right. I thought she was like just testing out Halloween costumes or something. Yeah. No, oh, wait, no, wasn't it during D? No, not D23. It was like during Star Wars Celebration or something. I think so. Something like that. But I'm just, I'm curious. I, I want to see uh, what happens eventually. But we, we still have episode nine coming up. So that's all I, that yeah. honestly, I keep forgetting episode nine is going to come out. I'm going to be honest. I forgot about that movie because I'm more, ex- I'm 20 times more excited about the Mandalorian. It's, it's come to that is interesting because right like, I, I, am... I just i don't even think about it like to this point i don't really buy i'm kind of i actually went through and looked at the black series i don't really normally get action figures but i do when it's godzilla guys sorry uh but i do want certain star wars figures i just have so far big stark letter uh the rebel pilot dies in the very original star wars movie luke's best friend and I wanted to get all the Rebel Pilot figures, which there's, like, uh, him, Dak Ralter, the guy that died at the back of the Snowspeeder in 5. Uh, there's the big Luke Skywalker one. There's Wedge Antilles, who's, like, the other pilot that's actually really good, who survives all the movies. And then there's um, one with uh, Dutch Vander, who is the guy that saves Luke in uh, when him and Han are, like, trapped in the snow during the storm after the Wampa attack. He finds them, but then he dies in the Battle of Hoth as well. So I wanted to get all those figures... Uh, they have two legend figures, one of Mara Jade, who is Luke's wife in the EU, and one of uh, Jaina Solo, who is Han and Leia's daughter in the EU. And then, um, basically, I want to get, like, a snow trooper, a uh, scarif trooper from Rogue One. But now, dude, they're going to have the Mandalorian black figure, and it looks so sick, and I want it so badly. I'm like, okay, I can hold off on getting those, because they're all on eBay for, like, ten bucks. I can get them at any time. This, though, I need this day one. I want this now. Sorry, I got, we never talk about toys, but I just... I just got excited, guys. Action figures. Alright. Yeah. Alright, next thing. Uh, Sony is reportedly making a Madam Web movie. It's yeah. interesting, because I would never think of doing that on its own, because Madam Web's always been more of like a... like She is an interesting character. She honestly kind of time... like is... The equivalent of Madame Xanadu in DC, where she's like, what do the cards say? I read the webs and tell the future. Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, her her shit's, like, fucking weird. I don't... Okay. So, basically... Well, one thing I find weird... Like, her a weird focus for a movie, because she literally only ever sits in a chair and never moves. But, like... From what I understand, she is, like... I also don't understand how she just kind of, like, appears to Peter and, like, other spider people from time to time. Like, I don't get if she has, like, magic powers or whatever. But the way I understand how she works is, like, she is technically a spider person in that she has a spider sense. But she doesn't seem to have any of the other abilities of a spider person. She just has, like the most advanced spider sense of any of them so she can like really accurately predict the future from like far off yeah so she usually shows up when she's like about to warn something that something really bad is about to happen or or something like that yeah but like 
I don't know how a whole movie would be for her. I mean, yeah. like, the whole thing, it sounds like it's it's probably going to be something of, like, uh, actually, you know what? They did make, so the whole thing was the original Madame Web died, and they made a second Madame Web. I'm, and she's, like, a younger girl in the comics, I believe, now. It would make sense if they had a younger girl who basically is the star, and then it's the older one basically teaching her or dying off, basically. And it's like, oh, now I have to learn all this. So it makes more sense instead of having some, like, uh, senior aged woman who's basically doing it all. It, I kind of, I guess, honestly, kind of like Shazam a little bit, where you're just kind of like yeah. uh, having Captain Marvel, where Billy Batson comes in and it's like the old wizard and he's just like, say my name, Shazam, and then he's gone. It could be something, honestly, akin to that. And it would, I think that could work. Uh, honestly, I think that's the best bet they can do, because otherwise, I don't really see what else they can do, unless it's like some crazy origin movie where they get in really big into the spider totem shit um yeah i like i never i always thought that she would be an interesting character to like appear in a spider-man movie but never to star in one but never to star in one yeah and it's like all right this joins now like we have spider-man 3 we have venom 2 morbius this Uh, i don't i don't know what happened to uh the silver sable or black cat stuff they uh, it's been like very silent i don't know if they were shelved or not who knows but yeah, this, it's just, uh, they're, they're still, even though they're now they're working with, uh, well, this is actually the next news, but it, we'll, we'll, we'll see how many more properties they're going to try to do in just Spider-Verse type stuff. Which leads us into the next news piece, guys. Spider-Man is back in the MCU. Everyone fucking freaked out and shit, lost their shit, knew this was going to happen. Damn. Sweet Jesus, prayers can be answered. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought I honestly thought it was me more time. I was like, oh, it's faster than I expected. All right, whatever. Yeah, no, that's that's the other thing. Is like, I at no point actually believed that negotiations were just like done and over. Yeah, no, I didn't think the door was actually closed. Closed. I, like, like I said, though, I was like, oh, they might come back in like Avengers tier movie, and he's back, and that's when they're gonna make the deal again. Well, it's like, think about it this way: there's just way too much money on the table for like either of them to want to walk away from a deal like this yeah because or or like they had because like i get it that marvel wanted a bigger chunk of the money because they i think they only had like five percent of the sales or something like that and like spider the last spider-man movie literally made like a billion dollars in box office or whatever yes so like so like i get that and I get Sony not wanting to give up any of that and thinking like, well, what if we just could do it ourselves and make a billion dollars ourselves and not even have to give them 5% or whatever? Like, I get that. But I feel like after all of the backlash of people online saying like, there's no way that Sony can keep this same Spider-Man to the same level of interest as before when he's like not connected to all the other Marvel properties and stuff. So, like, the way it ended, previously anyway, is it feels like neither of them really won. Because, like, Marvel gets nothing. Well, we don't even know what, they didn't specify, like, who got what exactly now out of this new deal. That's true. I'm just thinking, like, at least the way they ended it last time of, like, there's just no deal. Sony's going to take care of everything itself. Marvel gets nothing. Like, that means Marvel loses because they lose Spider-Man. And Sony potentially loses because there's no way they make another billion dollars off of a Spider-Man movie that is not connected to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe like it was before. So I honestly both, think they probably still would have made the same amount. 
I don't know, man. You're, like, you're, I think maybe... you're putting too much. I think you're putting too much into people thinking that into it, because the average person is going, "Look, third Spider-Man movie, go see it." I you mean, have to maybe. think on the level of the regular person that doesn't even want, even pay attention to any of this stuff. Most people don't. Like the average person does not look into this kind of thing. They just go and watch know. the movie. They don't think too deeply into it. It's just like the same person's like, I don't think too deeply into like things behind the scenes for games and stuff. They just go and buy the game and then they don't even know anything else that happened that happened before the game was made or any issues or conflicts and things like that. I mean maybe, but I think even still even if you don't follow the news at all and you literally just watched the Spider Man movies and the last one ended with like holy shit, everyone knows who uh, Spider-Man is, and also he's basically the surrogate for Tony Stark now, and also, like, he's, like, working with S.H.I.E.L.D., sort of, and all of a sudden, none of that is in the next movie. People would be confused. Oh, they would be very much so, but who knows? Um, We'll never know now. Personally, I still think it would have been fine, but that's just me. I think it would have been fine, but it wouldn't have been as, like, exciting as it is currently. Agree to disagree. Okay. Um, The release date, I think they said summer 2021, I want to say. Or was it 21 or 22? Oh, did they? Yeah, they actually gave a release date already for Spider-Man 3. They said either (laughs) 2021 or 2022. It's one of the two, I forget. But it's basically soon. It's like, all right, we're going to get it again. I did Um, see someone photoshopped the, like the d23 marvel like timeline for phase five or whatever or what's the next one four four like then a phase four and they just like we're like here's the spider-man movie and they yeah, just, like, it's because he's been it's for sure in phase four because uh phase four is 2020 and 2021 actually wait no he could be in phase five i don't know he's gonna be in one of the phases it's like phase four is so short so it's like weird um but all right uh Another thing with it, too, is he's appearing in another Marvel film. We just don't know which one and what era it's going to be. I think it's probably going to be Blade. I base that off of absolutely nothing. I just want to see that happen, personally. Uh, but I'm not really sure well, which movie he ooh. would be in with which I know character. this is a long shot. Also, because probably now that he's back to the MCU, there's no way that the Morbius movie even, like, is connected but what if he what if he calls Blade to help him with Morbius? Oh my god, you're crazy. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know which one he'd be in. Honestly, it, it's it's weird because I don't feel like he fits in a lot of them. Honestly, even being in the MCU, like I don't I don't see him being in the uh, uh, what's it What's the dude's name? The Kung Fu guy. Uh, Shang Chi. I don't see him being in Shang Chi Eternals. Um, what was the other I could maybe Thor, I could but I doubt see Thor. Him appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, okay, that one makes yeah. He could be if in they, there actually. Yeah, I forgot if they about use that. Uses an excuse to show off like different mm, Spider Verses or whatever. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay, this is how. All right, like I said, uh, Doctor Strange into the Madness of the Multiverse or whatever. Uh, that was the only one. I mean, that was the least interesting one to me. It still is, but you get me Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in that movie. We'll we'll talk some turkey here. We'll 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 get some fucking bonfire going. We're going crazy. 
I'll Dude, get the what? emo uh, hair cream and shit, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get the black suits, the piano. So, what if one of the universes he passes through is, like, the Ghost Spiders universe? Like, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman? And, like... I don't know if they'll because, go that deep into it, because that's, well, that's like, a lot of spider shit in Doctor Strange. I don't know if that's going to well, no, like, like, they Yeah, I'm not saying, like, make it a half a Spider-Man movie, because that would, that would be insane. But, like, what if, as they're passing through the multiverse, they introduce uh spider gwen slash ghost spider and then that's just how they introduce her into like other movies in the future because even in the current marvel universe they acknowledge that she's from a side universe and she just like universe hops to the main continuity whenever she feels like it yeah which i i honestly i've if they went a route i think they could go eventually I would say save her for a way later time because I right. see it that they can really build up uh, Tom Holland's uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man to a point where at the end of the second saga, he dies like Fallout or something. Not like Fallout, but basically he dies. He's the next Iron Man death. And who picks up the who picks up the fucking sword or the mantle? Miles Morales and enter Miles Morales and other spiders like Spider Gwen. That could be because cool. they they work well together. You don't see like Peter Parker Spider Man working with Spider Gwen. You see Miles Morales Spider Man working with Spider Gwen. So honestly, because that's that's the that is the long run thinking there. If you really wanted to do that, but then you'd have to basically deal with Tom Holland dying on screen twice as Spider Man, which I don't know if people could take that. They couldn't take that in fucking uh, Infinity War. That was actually very. That Dude, was the only that, time like, I was felt emotional, even though I knew he was coming back. I was like, oh, they fucking they, got me. They wounded me so hard with that. <laughs> I was like, I was literally in the theater going like, no, no, I just got Spider-Man. You can't take him away. <laughs> exactly. I, I imagine them doing it again, but you know, it's for like permanent. That would be fucking crazy. But all right, we're done with that. Enough Spider-Man. We're like all, getting close to two hours. We're actually an hour 50 minutes now. We went oh, too far. Oh my God. All right, last piece. Uh, <laughs> this is so fucking... So Travis Knight, he directed Bumblebee, which actually I liked. First Transformers, Transformers movie I've liked really since the first one. Yeah, it's and, not bad. Uh, what? It's not bad. I liked yeah, it too. No, it's quite enjoyable. And then uh, he also... I didn't know this. He also directed Kubo and the Two Strings, which... Oh. It didn't win that year, but it should have. It was the best animated film that year for me. Like it was, it was so heartfelt and deep. Like I really liked it compared yeah, to. Uh, I think Daniel... Zootopia beat it out, but it, I thought it was a lot uh, better. Yeah, that's yeah. what beat it was Zootopia, but I thought this was a lot better than Zootopia. Yeah, Even Daniel though I love Zootopia, that. this was like, it, it just really did a lot. Yeah, Daniel saw uh, Kubo when it was in theater and said like. It was really well animated. And like, it, it, it was a stop motion, which is like the first one in like a long time. Yeah. Because they kind of like, almost no one does that anymore. Except for maybe Tim Burton. If I remember but, correctly, that movie made me cry too, I think. I uh, actually teared up a bit. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I didn't cry like that, but I was just, it was silent, like silent teardrop, you know. I don't yeah. actually cry like that, guys. But all right. Uh, so actually what I was talking about, Travis Knight, so the guy that did that, he is in talks apparently to direct Uncharted, making him the director number six for the Uncharted movie. I mean, just guys, just get this guy, 
I don't know, pay him whatever you need him to do and just, just fucking get this. Just do it. Just do it so we can start filming. All right? Just... Yeah, but... They, they get... have the film time. They have the actor. Those are solidified. Just get your director in there. Film time? They... What? Yeah, they... I forget what the date was, but they potentially start filming, actually. They could... Oh. St- I, I sorry when you said film time I thought you, you were like they've set how exactly how long they want the movie to be no I meant when, when they start filming the movie and when, I was yeah. like I didn't know that was a part of the like process in the beginning and I'd say I'd probably say the movie duration or something anyway yeah, yeah so maybe this guy's director number six and they keep him and that's cool because honestly he's a good director like I haven't like it, those movies I loved so I think he can he could do a good job here all right, guys, that's all the news we have for this week. Uh, we stopped basically uh, this past Friday. Uh, basically, the Saturday and today will be covered in the next episode, which will cover the next week. Like I said, though, guys, this was the last week of catch-up, really. Um, we're completely caught up now, so the next episode will be even... It should honestly... Sorry, we went even longer here, but there was issues. We start ranting, especially me on Dark Crystal and we, Spider-Man and all that shit. Uh, but alright guys if you want to message us send us any comments uh, feedback positive or negative or have any questions to ask for the show we could talk to and basically read on air uh, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com if you want to support the show please uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcast I, uh, I was going to say iTunes that is Apple Podcast Apple Podcast, Google Play Music um soundcloud and uh spotify uh like us if you can and if those one of the platforms has reviews if you guys could leave us five stars review us stuff like that just because it gets us out there a little bit more i think uh follow us on twitter at suture side talk that would actually really help we really need more followers that's one of the biggest things uh and then if you want to uh follow us individually though you can follow james at invader jim 124 you can follow me at gogocomzilla and that is the show. Next week, like I said, it's going to be a lot shorter, a lot less news, most likely, no more big events or anything else like that, state of plays, conventions, whatever the fuck. It's just going to be simple news, small amounts, and a lot more controlled. All right. You guys have a yep. good one. Thanks for listening.